again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them beat you down. Don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up to home. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. Thanks for listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Dubstep Remix DJ Brian. It was like I'm sitting in a Transformers movie. Man. Right. Yeah. Like what would happen if two Transformers got it on in front of everybody <laughs> while music was playing? That is precisely what you just heard. You're welcome, everybody. That was sexual. Yep. That's what whoop, 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 whoop sounds like. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's 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 Optimus Prime's O noise. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. He shoots low. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going there. <laughs> I could, but you, I'm not you, gonna. You you left out what two letters? Pretty much. Not gonna go there. All right. So how you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Watched so Transformers Four, so you know, clearly. not as good as I could have been. Now, is that would you did you watch that for entertainment value or is that your porn? It felt like porn. I felt dirty watching it, and awful afterwards. <laughs> um, you know, like it was just it was, it was it was pretty. It was it was two hours and forty five minutes of wow. Michael Bay porn. Wait, 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 it's two hours and forty five minutes long. Yeah, and the movie technically sort of ends around the hour forty five minute mark, and you wonder where they're going to go for another hour, and then they don't go anywhere. Well, they go to China. Um, and do stuff there, and then the movie ends, and they, spoiler, okay, they release dinosaurs into the wilds of China. That's the positive ending of Transformers 4. They're like, hey, thanks, Dinobots, for being on screen for all of two minutes out of this two hours, hour, oh, two really? hour and 40, yeah, literally less than five minutes of the Dinobots. If that was why you were waiting for Transformers 4, yeah, not on the screen for any longer period of time than five minutes, and... At the end, they're just like, well, thanks. Uh, bye, Dinobots. And the Dinobots run off into the freaking wilds of Japan. Or, sorry, not Japan, China. Uh, and um, that's it. They're, they are just giant robots, dinosaurs, running around the Chinese countryside right now. You got to hope they're we not doing go. something terrible. Right? Yeah. That you can see them. That's fun. That's, yeah. like, that's like scarier Jurassic But Park. if you thought pandas were endangered before... <laughs> After they've been gored by Triceratops in a bamboo forest for the next, however long it is till the next robot, Transformers movie. A robot Triceratops. Yeah, a robot Triceratops. So anyway, yeah, so that was wait, awful. You, you mentioned the next Transformers movie. Have they already inked one? Or is that definitely Well, happening? this one made money, therefore they will make another one. Ugh. I cynically have to say that pretty much as far as I can tell, if it made money, Hollywood will make another one. So vote with your dollars, people, because that's what happens. That's why I die inside when I see Transformers 4 makes its money back. No, there's another one. Stop going. <laughs> stop, people. Stop. I watched it out of Redbox. If you have to watch it, watch it for a dollar. Watch it for the littlest amount of money you can possibly spend on it. So you you literally only paid one dollar to see it? Yep. Actually, a friend rented and brought it over, so I technically paid, if you want to talk about, I guess, I'll take a share of the blame, 30 cents. <laughs> 30 cents of Transformers 4 profit came from me, and I'm sorry about that. I will not watch Transformers 5. I'm done. Really? Officially finished. Even if it's just, like, laying on the street? Nope. Won't see it. If someone was like, hey, here's a free copy of Transformers 5, I'll be like, this had to be created somewhere, and you had to buy it or obtain it somehow. No, won't watch it. If someone steals it, out of a store, I won't watch it. 
Really? We'll refuse. I'm done with the robots. Finished. All right. Well, um, we should probably cover some of the stuff that has been going on. Is it news update time? News update time. Sweet. Yeah. So Ebola is a thing now. Ebola is uh, is a thing again. Again, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's been a thing, but this one seems pretty bad. I'm just going to say. I'm on the fence at that. I, I think that it is a bad disease. Sure. As far as its existence in the United States, I think that we're uh, it's being over-worried about right now. As long as people stop treating people with Ebola and then getting on planes and flying places, yeah. Nobody would ever do that. Other than the person that did it. Wait, what? Yeah, nurse that was treating the guy in, uh, in Texas. The poor guy died, sadly. That was the patient that died. Right, he died. And then one of the nurses was like, I just finished treating a person with Ebola that died. I deserve a trip to Cleveland. So she got on a flight to Cleveland. So now there's an entire flight of people from Cleveland that are going to have to be quarantined. Not because she's, I don't, I don't know if she's like got the symptoms or whatever. I'm, I'm unclear about that. I should really read more in the news. But I'm sorry, if you, if you, <laughs> this is, this is my big beef with America in general is there's way too many people that are like, I'm coughing and sneezing and pouring fluids from every orifice. <laughs> I should really go into work today. Right. And then you give the whole office flu. Uh, there's just too much. I, I like hard work. Everyone likes to work hard and, and do good things. But but if you're if you're dying of Ebola, stay home. Stay where you're put. Don't get on a flight. Wait until you're sure you don't have Ebola. Then you can go fly somewhere. There's yeah. nothing in Cleveland that won't be there two months from now. Having had worked some corporate jobs in my life, I will defend the people that go to work sick because a lot of jobs don't give you the liberty of missing work no it's true they also there needs to be a restructuring of how that's done in corporate america like hey i'm tired of the entire you know know how you're always like oh the office got sick because tim came into work yeah because you killed tim's vacation days a long time ago exactly and i give him or his sick days or whatever it's ridiculous well and i mean and we we actually for a time period we both worked for the company that that will not be named it's true and Um, they the sick days that you got in your first year was utterly laughable like um so if i get sick once i'm gonna lose my job mm -hmm. basically the time that we spent at that cable company the one that we can't say yes yes yeah Um, that was they they did not give us much time at that cable company the time i spent working at that cable company i watched a lot of warner brothers films on days i was sick which I wasn't able to have that very often the one day I was able to call in sick. That's true. Basically, guys, you need you need more time to give to your employees for sick days because I'm tired of... Uh, that Ebola, I- Ebola is not a problem in the U.S. It could be if people act it like idiots be. about it. As of right now, we are going a little batshit crazy. Keep it, yeah, we are. Oh, I, you look at Fox News' front page, and Fox's entire <laughs> front page is, we're going to die from Ebola. It's going to happen we probably already all have it and don't know it. Like, that's just, like, Fox News. I, I like that we're getting the news out there, but maybe the news should be the news and not the freaking people that's out. That's our job. Right. We're supposed to freak people out. Right. Not intentionally. Yeah. But it, it happens, Yeah, admittedly. Something I wanted to, to mention, Gamergate. Have you Ooh. heard about this? I have heard of Gamergate, yes. Basically, a uh, feminist blogger made some valid points about how women are not exactly being say it's gotten they're, they're not represented they're, they're it's gotten better but it's still a long way to go right we're on the road to improvement but we're like on the we haven't even made it to the first rest stop on our vacation of getting to female betterment in video games yet exactly and and what we mean by that is is a similar thing that you know that has been said for a long time in video games and also in movies and tv and in comics i mean you've got a, a, a build of woman that just doesn't exist unless plastic was introduced usually. right and so I get it. But anyway, this uh, feminist blogger was going to be giving a talk at, at a school in Utah, uh, a college in Utah. Yeah. 
and uh, apparently the school receives a threat from some nameless coward guy that says basically if you allow if this woman speaks you're going to have the the biggest school massacre that, that you've ever had that the country's ever had they they went into detail about how many guns they'd involve how many pipe bombs they'd use all sorts of other things in there and they literally said we're giving you a chance to stop it they were they were saying if the woman talks this happens if she doesn't it won't type thing the woman canceled her talk right cuz you know you don't want to die exactly and you don't want to be responsible for the deaths of others right. which indirectly i could see how in her mind she would be although it would not be her fault right but i mean she she yeah basically it was a terrorist action exactly that that and that's the thing is it's 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 the sort of thing where you, like it's gotten some traction in some some news online that i've seen you know where people are like this is horrible i can't believe this has happened but it you would think it would get a little more notoriety considering the fact that that is it, by definition that's domestic terrorism yeah no it, it is it is surprising that people are a little like and i like that utah the school in utah was like well we're not going to check people for guns no we're going to allow guns into the if you have an open carry permit i yeah i like open carry you know what if someone has threatened to commit a mass shooting maybe leave your leave your leave your gun at home and let and let the security guards that are beefed up there you would assume utah would have done had she gone on they would have right you would hope you would hope i mean obviously but but like it's a complex issue but you can boil it down basically to a what a douchebag for for being like i'm so angry about women being treated equally in video games that i will threaten to kill people over this right that, and you see, like, I have to speak from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do a lot of online gaming, uh, but I've played Call of Duty with friends. Mm-hmm. And the amount of hatred sent at any girl that mm-hmm. goes into a lobby and is, like, playing in, like online, there are a lot of unhealthy attitudes right. towards and women. That was actually something I wanted to, to talk about as well with this is we, ha- we have female gamer friends. Sure. It's so weir- it's so weird to have to say that. It, it's it's almost like uh, when you're like, no, I'm not racist. I've, I've got <laughs> black a, friends. I've yeah. got black friends. It's like it's like no. I'm, just so you know, I've got female gamer friends. I'm totally good to talk about this. I'm okay. But I mean, it is true. You you have talked to people that have been on the other side of this issue. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've played games with people while they're being harassed, and right. uh, I have witnessed it. And and it's it's we'll stick with the female thing for now. It's not just that. I mean. Uh, I would say if you're looking for a hotbed of homophobic slurs, whether or not the person receiving them is gay or not, you will not hear worse things being spoken than... As far as I can tell, if you go into a online gaming lobby and play online video games with with, with a percentage of the male population, you might as well go back to medieval Europe and burn witches and gay people. Right, exactly. Because that's literally what they're talking about anyway. Right. One would hope that they don't actually do that in real life. Like, like I it's don't mostly think they leave their house. It, I, I, that's true. Also, it explains their virginity, I think. Because Absolutely. if I'm a woman, I'm not sleeping with some guy calling me names. On Thank <laughs> you. I'm a single guy. One of the things I, I that I'm looking for whenever I'm considering dating anyone is some shared interests. Mm. So True. Those for, help. For me, if I find a chick that is a nice chick, funny chick, cool chick, and she happens to be a gamer... I just hit the fucking jackpot. Right, no. It's it's excellent. I I am I'm, I'm a happily married dude to to a girl that plays video games yeah. and it's a great life. You're like, "Hey, this is cool. We play Lego Harry Potter all the time together. It's <laughs> a wonderful bonding experience and very fun." And so, or Diablo 3. And so I <laughs> wow, those are two very different games. They are. We hit each end of the spectrum. But but obviously, 
I would not then be like, I, I got this wonderful woman. I did not talk about raping her or punching right. her or how or called her slurs mm-hmm. of of a horrible nature. It was surprising how much she wouldn't enjoy that, I think. I know, I'm pretty sure she would. Right? Be I'd be like, "What? You didn't like that?" <laughs> I thought that's what women like. That's, that's called flirting, right? That's flirting. That's flirting. Yeah, there's like there's apparently a large percentage of male population that <laughs> plays video games that is under the impression that that's how you seduce the ladies. <laughs> and I I think you might be wrong, guys. Yeah. Uh, Based on some of the reactions from women, I think you might be off on yep. that one. It is a messed up mentality that's out there, unfortunately, with a yeah. lot with a lot of male gamers. Um, and I, I gotta say, I don't understand it because when I was younger, like a lot of them are younger men. Mm-hmm. It's not you don't hear a lot of forty year old guys, right? No, it's, they're, it's they're college age and high school. I'd say. High school and college age guys. And I don't remember ever being in high school and college. I remember being frustrated that hot girls wouldn't date me that I wanted to date me. I'd be like, mm-hmm. well, I won't. Courtney from the cheerleading squad date me, uh, but you I know didn't. she listens to the show. Oh, Courtney, I, I'm married now, but <laughs> I'm I gonna mean, move on. Don't finish that sentence. You don't say I'm married now, but just okay. I sorry. mean, we can work something out. <laughs> but when you were younger, you might have been frustrated that Courtney right. wouldn't date you. I would be frustrated, but at no point was I under the impression that I wanted to call up Courtney and be like, "You're gonna die." Like I did. Never at any point was that a a thing. You know. Even if I could do it anonymously and she'd never know, I would never want to say that to a person. Yet somehow now it's a thing. Well, and even worse, it's it's not even I mean, the stuff that's being spewed out of these female gamers, it's not even because they turn down the person that's saying it. The people that people are, are saying the shit don't know these women. They've never right. met them. All they're they know is they're a woman and they're playing in a world that the girls apparently aren't allowed in. Right. It's boys club thing, yeah. I guess, somehow. One thing that a, a buddy of mine does, he and his girlfriend both play uh, Call of Duty. And she kicks ass, by the way. better, Way better than him. Right. Uh, Josh, I'm talking about you. Yeah, you suck. But uh, It's just the calling people out episode it is, today. It is. Man, we should just get guests more often because otherwise we're not going to have friends. Otherwise we're going to air all our dirty <laughs> laundry out there. One thing that I know Call that... Call Kidding. Don't <laughs> call me. I don't want to hear from you. One thing that they do occasionally, which is kind of funny to me, is uh, even if Josh is the one playing, his girlfriend will actually wear the headset and talk to people, and right. it just infuriates because Josh can focus on the game. He doesn't have to deal with the BS that she's hearing. Right. But it, you know, the the for the for the small-minded idiots out there, it just infuriates them to hear, "I just got killed by a girl in this game. Oh, that sucks." Yeah, I think it's some sort of like boys' club thing still, and. uh I do want to say, though, this is a little quick thing, just an aside. I also want to say, and this is going to sound very strange, and I think it's terrible that it sounds strange, but I think there's girls' clubs, too. Oh, absolutely. I think that if a guy walks into a salon, boom, there's like a lot of labels that get tossed on him. I think that's wrong, too. Just oh, yeah. say it's the I doubt that women in the salon are like, we're going to rape and kill you. You're in here <laughs> getting your nails done. Get out. <laughs> like they, But they, they give you... Uh, you can say a lot with a look, and I'm sure that a dude in a salon gets some withering looks from some mm. some ladies. Well, and the sad thing is, it happens from the guys too, because oh yeah, you won't hear a lot of a lot of girls think, saying think, disparaging remarks about uh, another girl because they find out she's a video gamer. Right. Yeah. I know. But you you will hear shit from guys if they find out that you went bro- and got a foot massage. Yeah, or yeah, you went and got a mani pedi or something. Yeah. No, and they're comfortable as hell. I, I don't like the say. pedicures. I, I had one once, but almost kicked the lady in the face. I can't do that. I have terrible feet, so I need them. So ah, you do I, have terrible I, feet. I, I, I get them once a year. <laughs> probably, I'm sorry, Zuling. 
I, I I always go to a different place, but they are usually Asian. I'm just gonna say it's typical. It, and and we have Asian friends, so it's okay. It's okay that this. I say that because I know Asian people. Yeah. Therefore, I can say things like a lot of Asians work in in podiatry. Is no. that it? Is that foot doctoring? That's foot, foot doctoring. Foot You're doctoring. Uh, foot assistance. Whatever. Foot, foot they assistance. do an amazing job. All 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 foot employees. I have to say that job looks hard. Oh, I wouldn't like it. Yeah, uh, I would think I, I couldn't really go over there, particularly with my feet. I go to pay people to do it because exactly. it's such a terrible job. So think about it. Like like I mean, I'm sure you I'm sure you occasionally give your wife a uh, foot massage. I've, I do. I've I've done that. You know, in my past relationships, I can't imagine just my knowing that I'm going to work and no matter what walks through that door, I'm rubbing its feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could be a little terrifying. Yeah. yeah, true that. The other big thing that we should probably touch on, sure, is of course the fact that it's Christmas time. Christmas time is pretty much not here yet. <laughs> Depending on which store you go into, I heard. I think. I think it's Costco. I think already has Christmas shit out. Everybody has Christmas shit out now, man. I was in Target the other day. Christmas shit. But no. Walmart the, Christmas shit. The other. Uh, the other. Um. I. I. Do we call it a religious thing that's going on right now? Uh, oh, it's it's based. On, ISIS is definitely all religion. It's a religion see, based I, I, thing. I and see. I guess for me, I I like to remove it from that because it's. I don't. I I'm of the mindset. I don't want to lump every Islamic person, every Muslim person. Right, in and they don't the want you to either. <laughs> exactly. But it, it, they're still, it is, they they subscribe to a religion. They're they're not portraying that religion accurately or correctly. Mm. But they, uh, so they've kind of got their own religion, I guess you could say. Uh, it's certainly not what I've, I've, I've read on Islam and I, the ISIS doesn't, they just seem to be part of the extreme parts of Islam. They're, they're like, they've kicked out all the good parts, and they're just like, these are the parts that make me happy. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, no, but thank God they, uh, the town of Kobani is, is getting safer to be in, thanks to ISIS being defeated by uh, the excellent Kurdish army that is pushing, pushing them out. Go at, I just want to say, Peshmenga, the Kurdish Peshmenga army. That's a great name for an army. It if sounds we like have, a scarf. Doesn't it? I there maybe is there a Peshmerga scarf uh, or Pe- something? Peshmina or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't know enough about scarves. I'm guessing if I'm right, I'm. Awesome. If somebody knows, please write in and let us know what a, if <laughs> yeah. there's a Peshmerga scarf and where I can get one. Um, no, they did a great job. They're pushing them back with the help of um, like everybody. Like the U.S. is kind of spearheading it, but there's a, everybody's behind us on this one. It's kind of nice. Like like United Arab Emirates flew a pilot. Has been flying missions. Saudi Arabia, a um, bunch of European countries. I assume Canada's helping. If we do shit, Canada usually rolls with it. Usually, not always. And uh, the airstrikes have been helping the Kurdish Peshmenga army <laughs> win, and so they pushed them out of. They're pushing them out of Kobani, which uh, is a city for those of you that don't know that was about to be overrun by ISIS. And really, really tragic things would have happened if that happened, and it didn't, or it hopefully won't. So that's good. Yeah. You don't hear a lot about the good with this. You hear about how I. All what I've heard is the airstrikes aren't working. Blah blah blah. Right. I mean. I've had an unfortunately large amount of exposure to Fox News in the mm. last little bit of time, and so I don't hear any of the good stuff. I hear I hear that it's not working. Obama's the devil, and blah 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 blah. Right, he's right on this one, though. He's he's uh, yeah. We can Oba- say Obama's the devil. No, no, no. He's right. Obama. Obama's right on this one. It's, we can say thanks, oh. Obama. Unironically. A little bit. I mean, he didn't do it by himself, obviously. He just made the decision, hey, we're <laughs> he, not going to commit ground was, troops. He wasn't riding a missile f- from the sky He like was a cowboy? Not. He was not. That would be pretty amazing, though. Right. And look into that. That would probably help your poll numbers go up, <laughs> Mr. Obama. Uh, and I don't like everything the guy's done, but I do think this was a good call. And I had my doubts. I was like, I don't know if airstrikes are going to do it, but mm-hmm. they are working. So Good. I say he's a little bit vindicated. Keep up the airstrikes. 
go I, get I'm em. a fan of anything that does keep us from just doing a huge troop involvement because we we didn't have the money for the last 10 year war we did yeah i, I think, think we should i think we still don't quite have it for this one yeah and i think it's important um the i mean the iraqi prime minister was talking about how he doesn't want us involvement he wants the iraqi army to do it because i mean if you if you send troops in and they wipe out isis what's to stop and but, but the iraqis don't defeat him where's the i mean th- that's probably going to lose a little national pride mm-hmm. uh, it, you, they need to form an identity as a country now right and this is their this is their fight, but we're more than that. I think we should help them, obviously. Right. As much it, well, as we it's it's can. almost it's it's the teach a man to fish type of thing. Right, that kind of thing. So I mean, I I, I fully support, and I'm cheering on the the Kurdish army, the Peshmenga, the best named army in the world, outside of the U.S. Army. Good I, name, but maybe look into some cool sort of scarf name for right? us, like the U.S. Uh, Ascot. Afghan Ascot Army. I wouldn't use Afghan in our army. Oh uh, yeah, we've already got we already got an Afghan army. And yeah. the biggest piece of news for me on this story that you're that you're talking about yeah. is uh, is that they they pushed ISIS back from Kobani, which I thought was Cobain. Lordy, Lordy yep. Cobain, Lordy Cobain. We just like to name things after things they're not right the silent e really messes with you because it's it's not it's not kobani like you know the chobani yogurt like kobani <laughs> like it's got an ne on the i end thought they it. were nirvana fans that's right? honestly they, what i thought they they are a town of Kur- they're a kurdish town on the border of turkey and syria that kurdish, loves kurdish cobain is that what you're Kurd- saying they love kurt cobain kurdish kurt cobain oh my god someone please start a nirvana band that's called kurdish kurt cobain yep i preferably be kurdish when you do it oh yeah, do well. it It'd be amazing. Otherwise, it might be offensive. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped that the awesome named army. I'm gonna say it again because I love saying it. Peshmenga uh, army is, uh, is kicking butt, and we're helping them out by dropping a ton of bombs that are hopefully all hitting ISIS people. We have had some bad experiences as the U.S. drops bombs on people. It's, it's sketchy sometimes. It's sketchy. You know, it's a hard thing to, but I think we're getting better. I think right. we're getting better. We're hitting the people that are doing bad things with the bombs. Oh, and ISIS, stop beheading people. It's gross. And it it's awful. It's truly awful. So I'm just, yeah. I'm, you know what? They're always talking like, oh, this is my ISIS talk, and I'm going to behead this guy, and I'm a douchebag. You know what? Stop it. Cut yeah. it out. It's not doing any, it, it. It's mostly just pissing us off. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to, we're not going to stop bombing you. We're going to extra bomb you. I know very little about what I'm about to talk about. This is, this is going to be uh, maybe 15% of something that I read and 85%. Let's just run with an assumption it. here. Okay. Yeah. The hacker group Anonymous. Yes. I guess Anonymous is feeling the need to try in some way to to at least help fuck with ISIS a little bit, and they're trying to do what they can. From what I read, they I guess they they wrote some kind of letter. They like did some kind of open public letter, and that they were saying they wanted to get involved and help. And so I guess they've threatened any countries that will support ISIS that they will just basically will go fuck your shit up is what they're saying. Right. Um. You know, because in in this day and age, more often than not, I don't have dollar bills in my pocket i have a plastic card that has some numbers on a computer that tells some other computer how much money supposedly i i own right and so technological warfare like that oh it's got a threat yeah it's a decent threat i have to say as i feel like anonymous is the closest thing we have to batman right now right and i mean that in both ways that they are a vigilante group that does good and bad things right I feel the same way about 4chan. It's sort of like uh, <laughs> it's a co- it's too big of a community to say it's either good or bad. Right. It really is a gray area because you hear stories. 4chan does terrible things like when they released all the photos of the poor celebrity ladies. Um, uh, but then also 
they you hear you, they don't really get as much play for the good things they do. They like there was a guy that uh, was out of money for his cancer treatments, mm. and they just randomly somebody on 4chan was like, "Hey, this guy is going to die unless we help him." And so this was a few years ago, but they raised enough money to get this guy through his cancer treatment, saved his life. You know, I mean, that, wow. So you start, but that doesn't really get as much play. Of but of course I mean, not, because people don't want to hear about good. Nobody news. wants to hear. It. Yeah, they, they people like to vilify 4chan a lot because they do a lot of awful stuff. Right, There's but they also do there. good. And I feel the same way about Anonymous. Anonymous does some truly awful stuff, but they also do a lot of good. So mm. they are the closest thing to Batman where it's like, oh, man, you know, you know, you could probably help a lot more if you just gave all that money to the police department, Batman. But but thanks, I guess, for doing what you are doing. That is nice that you're actually, you're fighting on the side of right, I, at least sometimes. I And again, like I it wasn't super detailed as to what what exactly it is they're doing. And but I mean, their basic reasoning was you know they didn't trust the government that sort of thing that's why right. like you say M- Batman give your money to the police that's why I'm assuming they aren't wanting to right they don't want to work for them because right. they're they're outlaws right they fight the justice and the people the city needs me yeah <laughs> but I'm happy about it when I read that I was like you know what good go go anonymous yeah no go go get them guys for sure I I'm I'm on board for it on a on a lighter note from ISIS speaking and of Bola, Batman. I like how maybe a month ago we said we don't get into world news and we're just like, fuck it. Into world <laughs> news, we just gave you a pretty decent chunk of it right there. There you go. I wanted to revisit our conversation from a little, uh, a few episodes back, the fall lineup for TV. Yes. Because we made some predictions. We did. Pumpkin spice sexy or salted caramel balls. Yes. And I, but I don't, we, didn't, we didn't do any tallying or wagering, and thank God, because a lot of these I think we got wrong. Okay. For better or for worse. True. A lot of these I think we got flipped. One in particular that I, I just saw the other day. Okay. So we, I'm just going to say we, we went through them. Let's revise now. And uh, yes. what, what what are the ones that you feel we got wrong but are, are actually decent shows? Marry Me. Marry Me was uh, NBC me? comedy. It was the one uh, where it, 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 they wrote about, you know, like, do they need to just stop being wacky with how they propose? Oh, yeah, they, they have the proposals every yes. Yeah, that one didn't the, sound like it was a good it idea. It did for not. Sure. It did not at all. But best, and I don't mean just funniest, I mean as from a writing standpoint, from a producing standpoint, from an acting standpoint, best opening scene for a comedy show that I've seen in a long time. It. I, I don't want to spoil anything because it's 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 really worth watching and I and I think if the rest of the tone of the show follows the way the first episode did, it is going to be good. Okay. But basically, you felt like you were watching a funny comedy scene that, in essence, not only gives you sets up the the whole run plotline of what the show is going to be, introduces your two main characters and their relationship to each other and and who they are as people. Literally, you get a good sense of who both of these characters are instantly. As well as the I'm what I can only assume off the first episode is going to be the bulk of any supporting characters that might be in the show, and th- this is a good scene. It's great. That sounds like a lot to juggle. That's what I'm saying. And in, in the in the span of maybe five minutes, five to six minutes, it's seamless. You feel like you're watching just a good comedic scene between two actors. Mm. It did get great reviews. I'm going to say that it, it on on Rotten Tomatoes it, it has a very positive review rating. So. Hey, we apologize to marry me. Yep, you are pumpkin spice sexy, not car- salted caramel balls. And and I want to actually give credit to NBC a little bit. I, I, I'm like, eventually at, at some at some point in the line here. Yes, NBC made this decision. Uh, also, I just want to say don't don't give them credit until they don't no, cancel no, no, it. No, 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 no. Um, for what for what they did on this one, 
and also I, I would say the production team, but also the you know the writers and the director for saying, "Yep, let's do it." In that opening scene, at one point, they use an f bomb. They bleep it and they blur his mouth, like pixelate his mouth briefly. But it's you, if you're over twelve or thirteen years old, you know what he said. The, right. the effect was there, and network TV. I haven't seen network TV be ballsy enough to do that. That is a pretty big that. step, yeah. And I was, I mean, it was, and it wasn't late primetime. It was one of their for earlier primetime shows. Hmm. So I, when I saw that, I was like, yes, because you don't need to have the f word on there, but people do use it in their daily life. It's true. So it always seems a little odd that like everyone wants to talk about sex on Friends, but no one wants to say that anyone effed anyone. Exactly. You know, exactly. That's kind of strange. I'm pretty sure Joey fucked somebody last <laughs> night, but you never heard that said. So yeah. Exactly. So yeah, no. Well, cheers to NBC for pushing the envelope a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, marry me. Uh, definitely. Uh, I my one that I watched. Uh, I watched Blackish, which I thought was going to be we both humor. Did. I didn't get. Yeah, we, uh, we, bo- we both were thinking it would be probably tasteless, I think is a good way to say it. It seemed like they weren't going to treat it very well. It right. seemed like it was just going to be really broad jokes aimed at, you know, that's what the leaders made it look like. I have to say, there are some of those. There's some of the jokes where you're like, okay, guys, that's just a cheap joke. That's mm. not very good. But the majority of the show actually has a lot of interesting things to say. I, I actually found myself really involved with the character. The lead character, Anthony Anderson, who is an actor I've kind of been eh, in and out with, mm. um, but he really nails the struggle of he's a African-American. Uh, I'd say he's like middle aged mm. um, and he works at a uh, uh, a magazine and he's he's supposed to get a promotion and he gets a promotion to being he's supposed to be exact like like a vice president or something. And he gets a promotion. He becomes a vice president of uh, of urban flavor or something like that. <laughs> and he's got to try and figure out, like, he's offended. Like, the first episode is about whether he should accept this or not. This Whether he, like, should I accept this or not. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you really should watch it because the conversations he gets into with his wife, with his kids, his kids are great because to them, they really don't see race. Mm. Whereas he's making a big deal out of racial things. He's like, oh, this is, like, his son wants a bar mitzvah. Uh, and that's it, a huge plot point is he's fighting his kid on this. No, you're going to have an African coming of age ceremony. And his wife's just kind of like, no, can't he just have what, can't he be who he wants to be? Mm-hmm. And uh, they really sell that well. I was very impressed with, that actually has a lot to say about, I mean, I'm not African American, so I don't know what Wait, it's like what? to be. I know, right? Our listeners at home this whole time have probably been Shocker. picturing me as African American. I am not. I'm not African American. Um, but I... Uh, these are genuine issues that in the in the let's call it the post Obama world where we've had a black president that I feel like are valid for for African American uh, individuals and I, I I it's cool to get as a non African American person it's really cool to be able to see it and be like oh that's a really good point how that how about that the way our society has changed it is nice to see a race conversation being able to be had publicly that doesn't doesn't go with either hatred or buffoonery wackiness over the top shtick right it's not it's not we're it's it's saying we're all we all deal with the same issues these are some of the issues that you you know that that we're dealing with now i mean it it, it just it really opened up a really excellent dialogue about being african-american in in the united states cool so cheers to them great writing good writing uh like i said some of the jokes are a little meh um and some not everything is gold I, uh, they got to figure out what to do with Lawrence Fishburne's character. He mostly just kind of pops in to say things and walks back out. You're like, uh huh? Why is he here? Uh, maybe the writers will get it together. You know, it's only the first few episodes, so right. maybe they'll find a direction for him. But everything else, great on the show. Love it. 
Flash doing really well. Great reviews. Yep. Did not see that coming. We didn't talk about it. Nobody saw it coming. It was too fast. It was so fast. He flashed right by. Yeah, Flash got great reviews. I want to talk about the other comic book one, though. All right, let's do Uh, it. Well, first of all, before we talk about the new one, I just want to say Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still kicking ass. Still killing it. If you thought the last half of the season was amazing, the first half of this season has so far looked like it's going to be amazing, too. They're doing a really good job with that. But the new one, Gotham. I was Batman. I was looking no Batman Tiny Batman It's Batman Baby Batman Baby here. Batman He's not even Batman He's really Bruce Wayne He's really annoying Yeah yeah okay Let's, let's get, get the bat out of the way, way first <laughs> Let's get that out of the way now The kid sucks ass He's not a, uh, Don't be harsh to the poor little guy He's The kid sucks ass I'm I will they, be harsh because you know what They could have got a better we kid We live in LA <laughs> We we we've seen more talented child actors in the supermarket when they don't get their way. This is true. I'm sorry if it, if this was if this was uh, if this was a small community play and they did the best with what they had. I could yeah. fine. No, I I do not. I refuse. I maybe I'm too harsh on the kid actors in this in this. No, world, no, I, I'm with I you. Will, he has yeah. he has Tiny Tim disease. Where you're like the kid that plays Tiny Tim in Christmas Carol is mm. always kind of like nah, whatever. He's cute, fine. Right, find a cute like, kid. Yeah, this is this is that with Bruce Wayne. Like he's yep. the tiny. He's Tiny Tim. He's just eh, whatever. Also, they write him terrible. I gotta say, a the kid is not a very good actor, and b the what they're doing, doing with the Bruce Wayne character is yeah. just go go away. Fortunately, it's not a large part of the show. It's a small part of the show. Right. So the majority of the show, I kind of dig. I know that I, I, at least I feel like I'm in the minority on this one a little bit. Uh, a lot of people have been ripping into it for various reasons that I don't see. I like it. I'm digging it. There's, I, I dig the interplay between, they, they, their Jim Gordon is growing on me. I didn't like him in the first episode. <laughs> he's getting better. Ben McKenzie plays him from mm-hmm. the OC. He's, he's young Jim Gordon. Uh, who later in the in the Batman movies is Gary Oldman? For those of you that are like, who is he talking about? What? If you watch the the Batman, the Christopher Nolan movies, that's Gary Oldman. Um, anyway, so he's young, um, great Harvey Bullock, Donald Logue. Yeah, he's really he's carrying the show for me right he now. He is, mostly. and I'm a big fan of his. Uh, pretty much in everything he's done the last decade. Yeah, I've he's liked. always been good. He's always been good, and he's great here. So mm-hmm. I've I've enjoyed. They give him some clunker lines. To me, that's the, if we're gonna get the bad stuff out, I'll, I'll also throw out. Sometimes the writing falls flat. Sometimes the writing soars, and sometimes it falls flat. It, it, I would say, in the moments where it's low, the best thing I would say for it is it feels it feels like they were almost just going for a cheesy comic in some lines. Yeah, and no. but, but not all the show does that. Yeah, no, a lot of the show does great. Um, they're the villains are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to work with Jada Pinkett Smith's character, and I I just get the sense I'm like, so she's bad. I get it, but what's going on here? I think you also can't get past her name. I I'm I've never been a huge Jada Pinkett Smith fan. But I mean Fish Mooney. Oh yeah, her name in the character. Yeah, let's let's all get straight here. The name of her character is Fish Mooney, and it's weird. Someone sat in front of a keyboard and tapped out the <laughs> words Fish Mooney on it, and was like, "Yes." And then an executive at is it ABC or NBC? That's Fox. Fox, you're right. Fox. Someone at Fox was like, "Yes, Fish Mooney is a great name. Let's do that." So. Uh, yeah, the name gets in the way. Uh, their penguin is great, though. Yes, their Oswald Cobblepot is is quite good. I like him. The mm-hmm. actor's doing a great job with him, and they're doing mostly good things with him. You made a good point about the introduction of this character was on the nose, but their yeah. their Edward Nigma, he's great, is great. Like him, but yeah, the first line they say to him is, 
Hey, Edward Nigma. How is and no riddles? Will you talk to me, you riddling riddler of riddles, <laughs> riddle Nigma? Riddle enough Edward, of your riddles, Edward Riddle Nigma, Riddle Man, Riddle Word Rigma. Like you're just like okay, I get it. It's the ri- his name's Edward Nigma. He's gonna be the Riddler. Thank you. And then they had the Bruce Wayne kid walk in with a light up sign that said, "He's the Riddler." Yeah. Oh my god. So there were bad. There are bad moments. It feels like, it, to be honest, watching this show early on is like watching a teenager run. There's some really there's times where it's like you're like, man, that kid's going to be a great athlete someday. And there's times where he trips on the hurdle and falls flat on his face. So you got to get past the falling flat on its face, which it does occasionally. But I really do think that if you give it some time, it's going to be a good show. It's mm-hmm. going it, to the, the writing staff is they're getting going. Mm-hmm. It could be good. I've said this to you, not just because they went an interesting way with her, uh, with what they're showing of her backstory and her history, but the casting for his fiance. For Gordon's fiance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous and talented. Like she's. Oh, she's a good actress. Yes, and and easy on the eyes. Oh, she yeah. is definitely the part of the show where the some Fox executive was like, "She's gonna be a star. Put her on." As he chomped on a large cigar and leered, probably. Well, so. And what's funny is unless unless they, unless they go for a swerve and decide certain uh, characters in the Batman universe won't come to light ever. Mm. The reason I say that, that, like, if they kill her off prematurely or something like that. If that doesn't happen, if she lives, they cast somebody that I could, in a world where they are able to do spinoffs of this universe they're creating, I can see how they're going to be able to have an amazing Batgirl. A good spinoff. Well because, off because, I mean, because she's not Batgirl, but but between who they cast as Jim Gordon and her, they're going to make a pretty kid. And One that, would hope, and, and yeah. That, that's going to be... That well, be I, I don't think the two actors are actually going to create a baby that they will then cast as I'm Batman. I'm saying in the I mean, that would be created. awesome. <laughs> Get on that, Fox. Get start, on that. start harvesting children these, from your pretty people These you beautiful cast. people need to breed so that we can have beautiful babies. Now, that's the whole concept between Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. I'm talking as someone who would do casting. They've set it up that they'll be able to cast a very good Batgirl based off yes. the parents that they have cast. I have to say as well, uh, as bad as their Bruce Wayne is, their Catwoman is great. Or oh, she's absolutely. Selena Kyle right now. She's Selena very Kyle. good. And I don't know where they found her, but good, good choice. She's... Not as young as the guy, play, the kid playing Bruce Wayne. I think she's she, like teen she, or something. She's fourteen, I think. Fourteen or something, yeah. But she's actually a very good actress. I says a lot without saying a lot, which is good in a kid actor. I'm just I, gonna say. I actually, I IMDb'd her after the first episode because she confused me. She looks both child and adult, and I mean that because she's she's tiny like a child, but her face looked very familiar. I couldn't figure it out. She has a maturity beyond her years. And, sure. and he, so here's here's a couple interesting things I learned about her. A, she's fourteen, so good job on her. That that's a talented kid actor. True. See Good what kid they acting. can find. Well done. But here's the here's the thing. She is four foot eleven, and uh, I'm pretty sure that actually legally makes her a dwarf. I think the uh, the cutoff is four foot eleven. I have no idea about the legality. I'm not of I'm not fact checking it right now. I don't care enough. Sure. If somebody out there, if I'm wrong, let us know. Uh, I'm pretty sure though. I think that's what I've been told in the past from somebody that was four foot eleven. They said, yeah, actually, I legally I can. I can claim dwarfism, sure. but the other thing though, what got me the originally that I, I was I was like, man, she's got a weird shaped face. That it she does it, have a you're definitely like who what? And so, but I figured out what it is. the The reason why I thought weird shaped face is her eyes are further set apart than than I'm True. used to yes. seeing. But what that gives her, and if you haven't noticed this, go next time you see when well, next time you watch Gotham, look at this. She is a spot on replica 
for what Michelle Pfeiffer looks like. She does have a Michelle Pfeifferness about her, which and I think is kind of cool. Michelle Pfeiffer played Catwoman in Batman Returns. The best Catwoman it's, ever. Yeah, sorry, exactly. sorry, Anne Hathaway, you were really good. Uh, but I, I thought no, she was yeah, excellent Pfeiffer, Catwoman. Pfeiffer, but was Pfeiffer the for my money is the greatest Catwoman and, of all time. And literally, they've cast they've cast a young actress that is believable as holy shit that could grow up to be Michelle Pfeiffer. That's true. She could. She so. has a very Pfeiffer, a Pfeiffer look about her. Right. Uh, but no, she's she's definitely a highlight of the show for sure. She's quite good, and in the part they're good, and they're writing her very interesting. I like the way they've written her into the story. Right. It's an interesting way that she's kind of like you know. So I dig it. Yeah. Uh, by and large. Another show on Fox. Since we're on Fox, that I wanted to talk about right. that we were also wrong about. Okay. For other reasons. Sure. Mulaney. Oh. <laughs> that was the most terrible ten minutes of television you I ever saw. You didn't even through. finish it. Couldn't. I I've I stomached I stomached the pilot episode. I won't be visiting anymore. Nope. And I dared you to watch it. And ten was all you could get. I could minutes. only get through ten minutes. And it is uh, so bad. I'm not, I don't want to waste a lot of time on it. I'm just gonna. If yeah. you mind if I rapid fire through from what I saw? Fire fire away. All right. Clearly, they're trying to rip off Seinfeld. They're not even hiding that. They they wanted to recreate the magic Seinfeld. Boo. Stand up comic. Let's name the show after his last name. Boom. Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. John Mulaney. Mulaney. Done. Okay. Oh, what else can we do? Well, let's have him actually deliver bits from his stand up from the set. You know, not which in normally the show, would be fine. Which normally would be fine, and it it doesn't. I those moments I don't mind. They probably they, the best part. Actually, the best parts <laughs> of the show are when it's just John Mulaney doing stand up. Actually, right. The if there's any is, positive away from it. It's that the show is gone and it's just him. Exactly. And the problem then fa- falls in when they try to put that show thing back in because. They bring on other actors. I use that term very loosely, but they bring on these other people to deliver lines and play characters, and they'll be having dialogue with John Mulaney. And I would say I'm I'm gonna say that probably ninety percent of Mulaney's dialogue was verbatim his stand-up routines. Not just like Ray Romano on Everybody Loves Raymond would take a bit from his comedy and write an episode around it. He's taking, they take dialogue straight from his bits, oh, yeah. put it in there, and he delivers it as such. And that was I the most frustrating part was watching, like, I heard this in New in Town, on his right. special New in Town, and, which was a great special, loved it, mm-hmm. huge fan. I don't want to see it just plopped into a TV episode well, and, randomly. And, and they don't even hide it well, because the no. actors, the other actors will be talking to him like you, like you're accustomed to seeing characters on TV interact. He looks out to the audience because they do it in front of a live studio. Yeah, like it, it. He really just like it's. It seems like he's just accidentally in this show mm-hmm. where other actors are around him, and right. it, it's just not integrated well. And like it worked well with Seinfeld. It, it's not working here. But it, and they didn't even do that. Right. Because no, they yeah, did because it better. Again, they he he acted in the world like Jerry the sci- the character. Right. He interacted Jerry. with the characters. Yeah. He was he was when Kramer came bursting through the door. There was a reaction. Uh, and there's that, no reaction here. That there's too. just John Mulaney doing stand up while other people are doing a show around him. It's true. And that and then you mentioned you mentioned Kramer. They they literally the the only thing that they changed was they took the George character from Seinfeld and instead of making him you know like a chubby unattractive funny friend they made him the roommate and and a black guy and he's and he's another stand up comic that's always working on his bit his bits are not good though no his bits are his, horrible uh, that's, I that's didn't laugh gimmick. at anything he was doing that's his it gimmick was bad. he's a bad comic and yeah, whatever but it's not funny and that's the thing I I, I lost I, at first I was like oh he's a bad comic. By the end of the episode, I actually wasn't sure if the show was doing that intentionally or if they thought they were writing a good comic. Wow. <laughs> but then they have they have the the the, the semi attractive quirky female friend probably has some kind Who's of past just, one of them. But like where 
where um, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus was able to play Elaine as neurotic, mm-hmm. there was still a heart there that made you like her. Right. I could not. That is pretty much what made me bail from the show was when the neurotic friend mm. gr- and just was like, I'm going to kill my ex-boyfriend. Blah, blah, and then she's just going nuts. And you're like, oh, my God, you're yeah. shrill and her, awful. Go ca- away. In case you didn't get that far, her gimmick was literally that she was a stalker ex-girlfriend that that that's had right when I password and and so she that's yeah that's when I shut yeah. the show off I was like I'm done well here. then you missed out on their Kramer because they did it they needed to have the wacky crazy creepy guy with one name they bring in Andre and Andre looks like if Paul Giamatti had a child with uh, Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover and I mean Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover I don't mean just Zach and other things his Hangover character and Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Uh, if they have a baby that gets dropped on its head multiple times and grows up in a porn factory, that's the Andre character. He's he's wow. just he look he's got your hipster beard, hipster glasses, hipster knit cap. They were trying obviously to go for a style here. Right. And I'm he's getting clue. Yeah. And he's and he's this squatty. Lo- he looks more closer to the George character than anything else. And he's this squatty little guy that is creepy, and they pretty much call him creepy, and he calls himself creepy, but it's okay because it's a wacky sitcom. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it was miserable. And, they, and that, that was the thing that was missing. In Seinfeld, there was heart. With yeah. every with every character was an awful person. Right. George did awful stuff, but you loved him because there was something to love about him. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to love about the characters in Mulaney. Yeah. Nothing at all. And they're, they're veteran actors. They got Martin Short and Elliot Gould. Uh did the best they could, obviously, with the writing. Clearly, they got a decent paycheck to be in this show because yeah. it's, it's shit. It is complete it's and total shit. And I've watched some bad TV. And you you do put up with a lot of bad television that I don't. I, I, yes. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I I have I have. There I are have things a, you watch, and I'm like, how do you do that? I have an eclectic taste. I'll admit it. But I, even this was not for you. Nope, this was bad. Lame. This is very bad. All right, moving on past. Uh, unless was there, there was no other fall TV show. There is only one other TV show I need to talk about. Oh, that's right. Well, how did you spend your last uh, week, Brian? Well, I got sick, which was not pleasant. And while I was sick, I watched the Gilmore Girls. And tell us about the Gilmore Girls. First off, I'm not going to do it in Fred Gwynn's voice. Aww. As awesome as that would be, he's too awesome. The guy from Pet Cemetery. So. I'm not going to do his the accent because I don't okay. do it as well as other people do Fine, it. So, whatever. but I will talk about Gilmore Girls, which Gosh. I had never seen, and now will probably not watch any longer. <laughs> not a fan. Uh, I get why people like the show. I can see they're likable characters. Okay, unlike Mulaney, go ahead. Unlike Mulaney, they are likable characters. I I could see if I was down with Rory and her mom. Uh, spending some time with him, but I just it. I think the thing that got me the most about Gilmore Girls is the way that it's shot. Okay, the way that it's lit is just weird. It was just, and I can't. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like it's like someone. It feels like a Hallmark card. Yeah, it's like someone lit the whole thing through a stained glass window. <laughs> it just looks like they're always in a cathedral, no matter what room they're in. You're like, this is just weird. There should not be this much light in this room. 
Like it's, it's, so it, it's had, just, it had almost like a seventh heaven kind of vibe. Yeah, where you're just like, this is an odd look for a show. And then they clearly shot on sound stages. Anytime they're outside in their charming town, you're just like, that's a studio back lot and right. a really not well hidden one. And the extras look so extra y. Mm. Like everything about it, I just couldn't get away from that throughout the whole series. So, and the writing was was nice, but it just seemed like I didn't they didn't connect with the characters. I tried, and also they drink too much coffee. They should there should be more scenes of them running to a bathroom. <laughs> they drink too much coffee that that uh, Lorelai Gilmore needs to be running to a bathroom pretty much any time she's having a scene. I will say I was surprised by how many people got their start on the show. Melissa McCarthy. Is in the show. She's a huge part of it, actually. Wow. And it was very funny. She's a a cook at the hotel that Lorelai is the uh, concierge at. And uh, she was genuinely pretty funny. Her character's name was Sookie. And she was this sort of crazy... She was sort of the Kramer character. Was she dating a vampire? She was not. There was no vampire, sadly. Um, But then uh, one of the lead guys from Supernatural was uh, one of Rory's love interests. Oh, that's right. And uh, the guy that was in Hero, Milo Ventimiglia, was in the in the show later on as another of her love interests. So I was like, wow, a lot of people got their start in Gilmore Girls. I must have been, and it went. On, it was on for a long time, so I, I get it. But and it didn't win you over with its uh, with the way they bantered. The banter, like the first episode. By the end of the first episode, I'm like, I'm done. I know oh, it was too much. It is too much. I guess like you know, there's there's a famous study that that they ran that uh, said that women have a certain number of words to say per day and men have a certain number of words to say per day. And those numbers are not the same thing. And that is why that is their theory as to why I, I don't think it's true for everybody, but they just they ran this study and it was a study that men talk less than women. Hmm. They don't so communication. Who grunting? I want to make. Knows. I want to make the inappropriate joke of that's because we can never get a word in edgewise. That is that is typically where most comedians quote this study <laughs> and then pop in with that. Th- thank you, Jerry Lewis. Because <laughs> <laughs> the ladies, they oh, won't oh shut goodness. up. <laughs> um, but um, the uh, uh, sorry. Now I can just think of only Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Sorry. Jerry. So the study says that. So anyway, that study they found this in the study, and I kind of feel like that was what the show. I'm like, I my ears are tired. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it, girls. Come on, can I just can I just sip coffee and listen to you talk? I just feel like I have to talk back to you. It's not good. Were you talking to the TV? I I always talk to TV shows. Uh, oh, you do. I my that. no, my wife d- started me on this. I did not talk to TV shows or movies until I started watching with my wife, who talks to movies like she does constantly. Like what? There. No, you can't do. Don't go with him. Not him. No, he's the guy you should be with. Uh, yeah, I could see where you know what she would love Gilmore Girls. I don't know if she watched it. I, I didn't ask her about that. <laughs> she ever gets lonely, just turn she it on. Flip some Gilmore Girls on, and she can talk to them. But. Uh, we talk a lot, but uh, <laughs> I just realized that I sound like I'm an ass. Like, um, woman's talking too much. Uh, turn the TV on. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to Rob. I'm going to go drink beer at the bar with Ray and my friends. <laughs> I don't behave like that. Uh, but yes, he does. But uh, I could see where where there's a it, it, it. The story moves, you know, they're like, whoa. And like the first episode alone, you're like, whoa, they're reconciling with their her Lorelai's got to reconcile with her band with, with the parents that she doesn't get along with so that her daughter can go to this private school and wear very sexy uniforms and made me feel very uncomfortable watching it because I don't think of it. actually Alexis Bledel was 20 when she made it. Oh, boom. Then you're good. But I still yeah, you still <laughs> feel bad. You're like, oh, 
I feel like a bad person. So anyway, long story short, Gilmore Girls. I get why it's popular. It's not for me. I Wait, watched ten she episodes. Was Twenty when she started that show. Yep, twenty. She just yeah. looks really young. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, that's weird. Like that's weird. Young. I I know they ca- they always cast older to look younger. That's actually the term they 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 use. Is yeah. Uh, well, they a- both a- look young. Look like Lauren Graham looks like she's in her late twenties tops, and they're telling me that she's in her mid thirties. And right. Like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> well, she's a very attractive lady. Right. So. Uh, I don't know how old she was when she was, but Lauren Graham's just one of those ageless. She's a vampire, probably. She is a vampire. Probably a vampire. So there are vampires in the show. They, there you go. Yeah, there are vampires, and Sookie is friends with one of them, and that is, it's pretty awesome. So, so that was on uh, that was on Netflix. You were watching. They that, right? have the whole thing on Netflix for you Gilmore Girl fans that need to go spend time with Rory and Lorelai. Go get them. They're on there. I'll I, sip coffee, but uh, I don't think I'm going to watch the rest of the season. I read that they're actually, if they haven't already done so, they're also going to be putting uh, the entire series of Friends on there. They must have just inked a deal with uh, Warner Brothers. Probably because that, that that was you couldn't find smart what, move. Yeah, what, which that means you'll probably get your. Um, I believe Everybody Loves Raymond has ties to Warner Brothers, I think. I think they do, yeah. I never watched Everybody Loves Raymond. It's a good show. You missed there, that. There were, I, I, I watched a few episodes. They were funny, but uh, again, I was just like, I'm like, oh, I can only Ray. take so much of him oh, whining yeah. about being henpecked. I'm like, you're married to a hottie. Shut up. Yeah. She basically runs your life, buddy. You have nothing to complain about, Ray. I do remember when the uh, the Nick at Night Awards were going on. I don't think they still do them anymore, but for a few years, they tried to give themselves a, an award show, and I really don't know the basis of it, but I do remember one year reading a, a quote from a Patricia Heaton that played Deborah on Everybody Loves mm. Raymond. She won the o- the award for um, TV Mom, and right. it wasn't of the year. It was like they were lumping in shows like it was all shows that are on Nick at Night. So they were lumping in the Cosby Show, right, and stuff like that. And she beat out Claire Huxtable from the Cosby Show, and yeah. and she I remember she was she she was quoted as saying, "Deborah's a horrible." horrible person sometimes she's angry all the time she's mean she's snide how did she beat claire huxtable because <laughs> she's an amazing mother and she has to put up with ray and his whining that's uh, all i want to play go yeah oh god like i just like can i do an entire podcast like ray romano yeah fine <laughs> i want to see ray romano do like a quentin tarantino movie now right that'd be amazing <laughs> Yeah, the the drugs give them to me. Blam! Yeah. I'm bleeding <laughs> <Just> again. <laughs> be amazing, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, they the Netflix inking quite the awesome deal. They're getting some good stuff on there these days. What, uh, like though their stock dropped recently. Really? They did. They lost a lot of stock because HBO Go just announced that you are going to be able to get HBO Go without having to get cable. You can buy Boom. it separately now. They haven't got a price on it. I'd bet it's between fifteen and twenty. I would say I'd say probably fifteen bucks. That's uh, that that's the that's the subscription price for the cable channel, ah, and you get HBO yeah. Go included with that. So I w- I imagine they'll probably do it because uh, because I don't think there there is they might go a little under because you don't see it live when things air. You do have that's to true. wait till later. So that's they true. they might undercut it slightly, but I I see it sitting at right about fifteen. Fifteen. On that note. I cannot remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not, or if this was just something I was telling you about. Mm. We have covered that I'm a WWE fan. I, yes. I do enjoy my professional Extensively. Wrestling. Yes. We still must see Hornswoggle and Friends. Yeah, we need to do that Got to happen soon. But they, they launched earlier this year the WWE Network, and it was the first of its kind. It ba- it's, it's, enti- it's like Netflix. It's entirely online. 
Uh, it's ten bucks a month or nine ninety nine. It's a on demand library of all the pay per views that were ever presented by them, by WCW or ECW. A lot of original programming. They actually make they actually make reality shows with these guys now. But the big deal was the cable and satellite providers got pissed yeah. because not only is it a video on demand library, but every pay per view event that they do, like the WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles, uh, SummerSlams, all the big stuff that people usually pay. 60 or 70 dollars to buy on pay-per-view are yeah. included at no extra cost with that 9.99 a month and they're streamed live it's not like hbo go where you have to wait the next day and watch the episode right you can watch it at the same time yeah you watch it when it's happening so they're in and it streams in hd so there's literally no benefit to buying it for 60 dollars on pay-per-view so within i think as soon as they announced it actually cable and satellite operators stopped carrying the majority of them stopped carrying and offering the WWE pay-per-views. And so there was this big news of, oh my God, they're cannibalizing their own pay-per-view market. This, this better work or they're going to tank. And I said, if this is remotely successful, you will see the end of cable and satellite sooner rather than later because I think mm. other channels will do it. HBO Go is a big one. But what I heard about today, CBS is doing it. Dang. CBS they're is going to offer for, I think, five ninety nine an online subscription where you can watch the majority of their online shows and that's got to be something that either A, is going to piss off cable companies and satellite companies because it's – if n- I, I didn't think networks would do it. I thought we'd see, like, AMC doing it before anything else. Yeah. But network channels start doing it, but also your local affiliates. I just found out, actually, with AMC, I just watched uh, season one of – or, sorry, se- episode one of season five of Walking Dead. They offer it for free now. What? On AMC.com, you can watch Walking Dead. Wow. Yep. That's big. Yep. I think content providers have finally figured out that they're that cable is basically the middleman. Yeah, exactly. And if you cut the middleman out, you can just take people's money or get the advertising money. Because mm-hmm. AMC was like, well, I mean, you had it didn't air the same night. You had to wait till the next night mm. to see the the Walking Dead. You had to wait like I think twelve hours. Or something. So it airs on Sunday nights, and then by Monday morning you can watch it. Nice. And so I was just like, well, yeah, I love Walking Dead. Sure, <laughs> I'll watch that. You know, um. And I think it's a smart move. It's mm-hmm. it, you're making money directly from people instead of having to give that money to someone else to show people the stuff you made. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that anymore with the internet. The internet has proven they don't need to do that. You can just show people things now. Exactly. And charge them for it directly instead of uh, having to go through people that are going to just take a percentage for for what anymore? Nothing. Exactly. Essentially. And like our time at that one cable company that we can't say the name of probably because we'd probably get in some sort of legal trouble. Probably. Just because we would only have negative things to say about them. Pretty much. Um, one complaint that I got a lot from co- uh, customers mm. was, why don't you just let me have a la carte programming? Why do I have to pay $200 a month for a bunch of channels I don't want when I really watch six channels. Yeah. That's where we're headed with this. Because oh, yeah. if you have zero interest in CBS, like we discussed, that a lot of their programming does not w- appeal to us. Right. I'm not going to pay $6 to watch CBS, but I'm not going to worry about it either. Whereas I might pay for ABC has quite a bit more programming that I actually enjoy. ABC's got great. ABC already streams most of their shows on their website. Exactly, yeah. They've got they've got the, the That's TV a smart idea, too, because you get the advertising money directly to you. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, mess around with cable stuff, so. I could see this actually benefiting the channels even more so by being able to charge more to their advertisers because I know for a fact there are a lot of people that just ditched cable, ditched satellite, and so they're missing oh, yeah. out. They're going to miss out on all those shows or they're going to pirate those shows. If you if if these people now have an option, an affordable option that they can 
they can give money directly to the provider. Yeah. That not only are they the is the provider going to get that money, but there's a possibility the audience could actually over time it'll dip at first, but over time their audience could actually end up being bigger than it ever was when they were on TV. Oh, I guarantee you, HBO Go is about to see their numbers skyrocket yep. because people all it's already like Game of Thrones is already the most pirated show. Right. Which tells me there's a lot of people that want to see your show but just don't want to buy cable. Right. That or don't have enough money to buy cable. Mm-hmm. I land. I don't pirate Game of Thrones, but. Uh, I I don't have cable, yep, and I love either. Game of Thrones. Uh, so I I find I find friends, and they're like, "Hey, come over and watch it." So yep. you know, this is how it works. This is the uh, but now that I have an option with HBO Go, <laughs> please take my money as fast as you can take oh, yeah. it. I want to give you my money. Yep, I want to watch this. I'll oh, pay yeah. the fifteen bucks a month or whatever it is for it because it's worth it. So okay. HBO Go is gaining subscribers like me. Mm-hmm. Instead of losing, they're going to gain a lot of people. That's largely when I was reading the press release for it. That was the main pitch of the guys that were in the meeting. It's like we're there are 80 million households in the United States that don't watch HBO Go. How can we get to them? Obviously, they don't want cable, and it's like <laughs> we don't. Yep. And well, and, and you know what else? We the 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 fan the TV viewers are going to get. I think we're finally going to see a little more producers and providers, uh, channel providers and whatnot, being held accountable for the programming because you know uh. what. I'm not. I I personally. I'm. i sadly. I know there is a big market for this, but I personally am not going to shell out any money to watch Honey Boo Boo. Sure. Yeah. Some Bravo will might. not be a channel I'm dying to get on. Exactly. And so so, uh, I know that there is a there is a cult following for a lot of reality TV. Like it got way bigger than it ever should have, in my opinion. Sure. I've been waiting for a lot of that crap to disappear, and I'm wondering where's the good TV, and it, it ends up being on HBO and on your Showtime AMC stuff. also just announced. AMC. Yeah, they're dumping all of their reality TV shows. Good. They're dumping them all, and they're going to focus more on pro, Drama. like on um, scripted programming. Good. Like uh, Breaking Bad. I mean, they, and you kind of it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like not only are you critically acclaimed, like Breaking Bad, the critics were stumbling over themselves saying what the, like it's the most amazing, one of the most amazing television shows ever made, mm-hmm. and the numbers for it were just astronomical. Like, like they were breaking records every time they showed an episode for that last season, mm-hmm. because it was really good writing. I think you're going to see and and you're going to see more people the way the film industry is going currently where it's just a money game like they're like mm-hmm. oh does it, it's it's turning into universe world where no you, oh you have an interesting story about a teacher that turns that that turns bad uh yeah I, could he be a superhero could he fight with thor like no then we don't care right so that so in, in turn those kinds of really creative original ideas are going to wind up on, on platforms like hbo and and amc's website and that that's where i'm going to go to see the quality entertainment i want to see exactly and that, i'm and not gonna go it. shell money out at a theater to watch Really terrible summer movies, which were awful this year. I'd Some of them. Guardians was awesome. Guardians was great, but Cap there was, was awesome. The, the what? Oh Cap yeah, two. yeah. No, there were there were some good ones, and I'll there look was a for lot those. Of bad. But there was a lot of really trashy, awful movies this summer. I was like, I don't care. I'm not going. Transformers Four. This is wishful thinking. Uh, <laughs> being, you know, as, as an actor in L.A., this is wishful thinking. But I I was actually at a uh, L.A. filmmakers new filmmakers event over the weekend. And they had a couple of uh, city councilmen that uh, w- that spoke that were spon- help sponsor the event because they are part. They're in the group that is driving that initiative to uh, boost up the tax incentive or whatever incentive it is. If it's not taxes, that yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, try to get productions back to L.A. Because as we know, and a lot of our listeners may not know, uh, Hollywood is is far from the mecca of film and TV anymore. 
It's um, still big, but it's, it's not still as big, big as it used to be. But yeah, a lot of other states like Georgia, specifically in Atlanta, or yeah. New Orleans over in Louisiana, for those of you that don't know basic geography. Those are in the south those of America. Are, yeah, those are in the southeast, uh, but also in Chicago. And, and then New York did boost their, their incentives, so they've seen a slight increase as well. But a lot of these production companies are actually getting paid money back to them by those areas to go do their shows there, which is why you have The Walking Dead. Right. Uh, I think True Blood was out there, right? Yeah, I mean those shows take place in the South, so right. it helps. It, it uh, there's makes there's sense. like movies that like like The Equalizer recently came out with Denzel Washington. Uh-huh. Didn't need to be set in New Orleans at all. It's not right. like that show happens there, right? But they set it there because they got a tax incentive to set it there. So right. they're like, well, we can underwrite a large amount of money and make more money by shooting in New Orleans. Right. So instead of shooting in L.A., they shot in New Orleans. Right. Exactly. And so that's what we're seeing happen. And so this uh, one of the councilmen actually made a point. Uh, he was he was talking about the the incentive boost that the, that is getting pushed through, and that they're hoping to see you know pr- productions come back to L.A. because that helps the economy in L.A. when yeah. there's work here for people. But one of the points that he made, he listed off as far as new TV shows and the big summer movies. I think he said none of the big summer movies that came out this year were made in L.A. They were all made somewhere else. Yeah. And then he followed that up with a point. He goes, and it just so happens that it was one of the worst summer box office years ever. So maybe there's a correlation. Maybe they should get stuff back here in L.A. But you are right. The movies this summer were rough. They were they were awful. And just going back to the pay-as-you-go TV-watching thing, I the reason I say it'll bring accountability is I honestly think that it's going to make these these TV producers and these these channels they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get smart about the programming. They're yeah. gonna have to think okay, we now if, if if it goes to the a la carte market, which I think is where it's headed, they're literally gonna have to sit and go okay. People now have to choose to pay for our channel. They, they're not just buying cable or satellite and getting right. our channel. Well, we got to get better. Quality programming, quality anything, creates a better class of consumer. Mm-hmm. And this isn't like a, that other people ask. Instead, in the past, you'd flop down on the couch, flip on cable, and be like, well, there's 80 channels of reality TV show. I guess I'm watching reality TV show. Right. Nowadays, you can say, this stuff's crap. I want to watch Breaking Bad. That show's awesome. Mm. I will watch it on AMC.com or something, and I don't have to pay for your, your stupid cable thing. And it's the same thing. Like, like you look at like neighborhoods where the restaurants they have are like McDonald's and KFC. The people that live in those neighborhoods don't have a very good idea of what tastes good because right. they don't have anything that tastes good. There's no way to get to it. But you see, like when like. Uh, like a, a, a really good restaurant or something opens up suddenly they're like wait i don't have to eat this swill like and there's better things out here at affordable prices i'm gonna go there you know yep so i mean that's that's the that's the basis of business and i i really think you're gonna get uh, people always talk about a golden age of television i think we're gonna get a golden age of not television anymore because it's not technically on your tv golden age of internet mm-hmm. and call it that i guess um because you're gonna get people that are that a discerning customer now who's like I'm not going to watch, you know, I don't need to marathon Real Housewives of whatever. I'd rather marathon House of Cards or something. Right. My, I will say the one thing that I'm afraid of, the, the there's always a bad side to everything. You know how they say look for a silver lining in every cloud? I unfortunately see the shadow in every ray of light. The one bad thing that's going to be coming from this, in my opinion, because I know Comcast already does it, mm. is you're going you're gonna to see more and more uh, data caps on home internet. We're used to it with our cell phones now. You know, we used to have unlimited data, and now it's yeah. it's not. And home internet for most people, home internet has been and and has always been unlimited. 
I think as TV bails from cable and mm. it and Goes everybody's internet. watching over the internet. Because again, all of these things we're listing: HBO Go being available without buying cable, CBS thing, WWE Network, all Netflix, Hulu, all of them. You do internet. have to have internet. You have yeah. to have high speed internet to watch them. And so what I do think we'll see is I think we're going to start to see data caps imposed. I, and it would be vindictive because the cable companies wouldn't benefit from it unless there's somebody's like, I will watch so much TV no matter how much I have to pay because then their bill's going to be expensive. Right. But it, it really is more of a vindictive move going, fine, you didn't want to watch with us, you just want to watch on the internet, but you can only watch this many hours per month or you're going to pay us an ass load. I think they already do data caps, some, basically. Some do. I mean, uh, certain companies called Time Warner Cable, who mm-hmm. I will say... Uh, that they, they have, d- they have. I, I'm on them. They have tiered programs, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have. It's it's a tier. I'm. I do not own their premium internet. But that's a speed. It's not a cap. Right. Okay. Well, it's a speed. Uh, cap wise, I don't think they're going to do caps. I think. It's I so think that's already happening though. Uh, Com- tri- Comcast has a cap, and Time Warner Cable, and we are not saying that that time we spent at the cable company was them. No, I'm not. No, we're not saying that. We're not saying it's not that, but. They are right now trying to merge, and that that does scare me because I I do have Time Warner Cable as my home internet as well. Yeah, no, they're great. They're merging. For the most part. They're merging with Comcast, who does have data caps. So that scares me a little bit because I think they're going to break the cap. I mean, I I'll tell you this much: I'll go stand in a picket line and get fire hosed by cops before I let them do that. I'm I will I absolutely flatly refuse. The internet used to be uh, something, but I think the internet is like like electricity now. It is a necessary part of human it's life. It's a utility more so. It's than a luxury. utility at this point. It needs to be treated as a utility, and you can't just like like in the same way that they they control like the government works to keep electric prices not skyrocketing. They've got to do that with internet at this point. It's not mm-hmm. a free. I mean, it's it needs to be a, a thing that is that is offered to people that they can they can get to. So, I I I'll riot in the streets before I. Before I let them put data caps on my I'll stuff. I'll join you, if only to video it, you know. Right, no, yeah, we'll look great out there. Just So so fight the power, fight the power that be. I um, love that we're, we're already planning protests and riots for things that really haven't happened yet. I'm just speculating. I'm just getting ready. I'm going to speculatively protest. <laughs> it's being talk- They talk about it. They talk about it. I'm, I'm a net neutrality Oh, diehard. well, yeah, I mean, the net neutrality issue, I don't know I don't know if we ever talked about that or not. We, I don't think we've ever talked about it, no. Um, we should have, especially since our show goes over the internet and... <laughs> it's kind uh, of a big deal. I'm sure. I'm sure. Comcast right now is like we're gonna clamp down on the downstairs neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> downstairs neighbors. No one will ever be able to download their episodes within four days. Right. By the time you'd start downloading and finish, our next one's ready. Yeah. And if you guys don't know about net neutrality, I, I might be too late to do anything now. I think they've closed the open forum. The FCC was pretending to listen to people, but you should read up on it. It's it basically. If there's anything you can do, make noise. People listen yep. to noise. Make noise about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. I've got to bring up Oscar season. I've got to before we before we, I mean, we're coming down to the Oscar close season? of our podcast. Oscar season. Oscar season. Oscar season. You like Oscar? Season? We are we are starting Oscar. Se- we are in Oscar season. We are. Gone Girl. I went and watched it last weekend. Yes. Go see it. Top three movies of the year for me right now. Right now, I should leave right now. Right now. Put okay. the microphone down. See you later. He's gone. He's left. He's getting. He's he's leaving. He's leaving the studio right now. I'm kidding. He's still sitting here. I got you guys. <laughs> uh, but it's really good. You should you should listen to the end of this podcast, which we're almost done with, and then totally go see Gone Girl. It's so good. Uh, ben Affleck is the best performance I've seen in a long and time. And he's Batman in this, right? He's. Well, I'm excited about him being Batman now. I'm not going to lie. Like This gave me hope. Like, oh, man, Ben Affleck's back to, to acting really, being really good in things. I mean, good. he's never awful in things, but he's really stepped up his game. 
particularly in Gone Girl. Amazing direction. Top three movies of the year for me right now. Grand Budapest Hotel, Gone Girl, and Guardians of the Galaxy. In no particular order, just love You just like the letter G. Wow, yeah, I apparently do. Yeah, G movies are great this year. They're great. Go see great G movies or whatever. Anyway, so Gone Girl, go see it. it it'll blow your mind. I, I, I don't want to say anything else about it because I'll probably spoil things about it, but it is, it is literally one of the best movies I've seen in a while. So another person that's in that movie, yes, Mr. Neil Patrick Harris. He is Mr. NPH himself, and he. Speaking of Oscars, speaking of Oscars, he was uh, recently announced he is going to be hosting the Oscars. Now, even if you're not an Oscar season acolyte like I am, you got to be kind of pumped that that he's hosting. I am super excited. About I mean, that. you're going to watch the Oscars now, right? Yeah, uh, of course. Oh, I, I was going to watch anyway, but yeah. But now everyone's excited about the Oscars because yep. the world's greatest host. He really is. He like, is. He's. I'm trying to think of back in the class, like in the in the fifties. Uh, there was like, I I know like you had you had like the Dean Martin variety show, and like there were there were sure. guys that were known for niche things or niche things. Sure. Neil Patrick Harris, he does a lot. Like he's he's a good comic actor and he's a good uh, musical actor. But I will say he is he is Mr. Host at this. Oh, point. hands down, great, and it's because he's, he's all like those what things. Billy Crystal was back in the. Sure, 80s I and think 90s. it's because he is a great. Com- he's really good at comedy. He's really good at music, and he's really good at. Also in Gone Girl, he'll blow your mind. Just to to, to continue selling the movie, he's in Gone Girl, and he plays a character that he does not normally play, and he does a really, really good job with it. It is not your typical Neil Patrick Harris role. So I, I'm gonna different. have to see it now. I'm it's excited. Very good. Um, and he's hosting the Oscars, which is gonna make it amazing. It's gonna make it really awkward if he gets a like Best Supporting Actor nomination out of it. <laughs> It'll <laughs> only be awkward if he doesn't win. True. Uh, Although you know what, he's he's, a, right. he's, he's really a like he's a likable enough person that I could still see that. He'd just get one more joke out of it. Probably. This is true. Um, and I also have to say that he is uh, he needs to host this. Next year he needs to host the Grammys. He will have egotted. Really? As a host, he will have hosted the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, and the Tonys. He will have egotted. He needs to hit Golden Globes then. The Golden Globes is just a booze fest for Hollywood it people is. to go get drunk and it, That's why it's on one of my back. favorites. It's one of my favorite awards oh, shows because it, it's the loosest of all. And of they've them. already got Tina Fey and Amy Poehler killing it every year. Uh, that's so. true, yeah. if, I don't know if they're coming back, but I hope they are. They were they were great last year. Between them and Ricky Gervais, I think they're... He, I like him. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Some people are like, he's so mean. I'm like, that's his act. It's, it's his act, yeah. It's funny. People laugh about it. And a it. lot of times he's just honest. He's more brutally honest. It's yeah. like Simon Cowell wasn't really mean on American Idol. He was honest with people. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. Also, uh, Fury coming out. Uh, it's out this weekend already. It's mm-hmm. out. If you're listening to this, it is out. And yep. uh, I hear Shia LaBeouf is actually pretty good in it, even though he's not been... He's been pretty LaDouche lately. <laughs> I'm always a sucker for a comeback story, so I hope he gets his shit together and he's amazing in it. I think it'd be great if he's amazing in this and then he decides to do something worthwhile as a person. That would be good. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I guess he went into rehab, you know, oh, alcohol good. rehab. Uh, so apparently he was on the juice, and uh, and now he's better, which Hopefully. is good. That's good. He won't be screaming at cabaret performances, which was a really douche move. Yeah. So that that's pretty much my, my little Oscar talk right there is uh, check out Fury. It's getting pretty good reviews. Are you going to see Fury? I am absolutely going to go see Fury this weekend. I'm excited oh, about it. Nice. And Gone Girl. That one is you said that's Susie Gone Girl. How so long has good. that been out? Uh, like two weeks. Okay. Is yeah. that is that one that's just in select markets right now? Do you know, or is that actually new? No, anymore? it's wide release. It, yep. It's going into more theaters as it goes, but it was already the number one movie when it came out, and then it was the number one movie again the second week it was out, and then I think this last weekend, maybe it's been out for three weeks. 
So you mean we had to get all the way till late September or early October before we finally got a movie that was doing better than Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Awesome. It took a while. Guardians of the Galaxy had a long time of just it being really like, did. what am I going to go see this weekend? Well, poop, poop, and poop, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to see that again. Yep. I'm going again, actually. It's still not at the cheap theater yet. Yeah, it needs to come to our little cheap theater. I'd, I'd, I'd probably watch it one more time. I'm going to go see it two more times. I'm going to go give my money one more time at regular price. And then I'm going to do the cheap theater. You crazy raccoon-loving bastard. I love me some talking raccoons, man. What can I say? Uh-huh. Can't argue with that. Pretty awesome raccoons. All right. Well, definitely got some uh, some good movies to check out this weekend, then, it sounds like. I I've, I still haven't seen Gone Girl, so I'm going to go check that out. Get the hints. <laughs> what the hell just happened? That was Shakespeare. Don't say. Shakespeare me. It is as good as Shakespeare. It is a Shakespearean tragedy. Don't you bring that Shakespeare shit into the studio. What's I the matter with you? bring it, and I will rock it, and I will... You rocketh it? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we are out of time, I think. Thank you guys for listening. We actually wanted to uh, make a little announcement about the three-sentence story contest. Been getting some great submissions. We didn't even think about the timing of this being so close to Halloween. We were getting some pretty creative submissions. So, A couple good Halloween stories for sure. Yeah. And so uh, it does not have to be Halloween, but if that helps, go with it. We are going to go ahead and actually we're going to let it run throughout the end of the month. And yep. You know, just a little bit of an extension on the time. Yeah. Uh, we anticipate our next uh, our next podcast being the day after Halloween, mm. and, and so or actually probably just oh, too much candy and alcohol. Probably that noise, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, get those three sentence stories into us, please, please, please. Even if you don't want to win the book, which who wouldn't, just get them for us because I'm they're in, they're entertaining as hell to read. They are, they really are, and we appreciate you guys them. sending those in. Just handling the business of the day. If you uh, if you guys are listening to the show and digging it. You can actually join in the conversation at hashtag final hour. We do follow that. We do we do check on that. And again, if there's stuff that you want us to talk about or you have questions for us, you can hit us up at Twitter at dneighborsband or email us at downstairsneighborsband at gmail.com. And also make sure to follow us on Instagram. That is just downstairsneighbors. If you're missing any episodes, if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe. It's the best way to get all the new episodes and also... Uh, you'll be able to catch up on all of our older ones, and uh, those are those are I think are officially classic gold at this point. It's true, we are we are going to have to release a greatest hits volume pretty soon, I think. And if you have cool friends, tell them about it. Don't tell your not cool friends about us, though. Okay, we don't want them. We want your cool friends to know about us. It's so true. Just tell them. We'd appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. We uh, we never say it enough. Thank you, thank you for listening to us ramble about stuff. Yeah. We hope you enjoy it. We have fun doing it, and we hope you enjoyed listening to it. Yep. Going off of what Brian said, tell your cool friends about this show. Ah, hell, tell your lame friends about it. Why not? They need. They, maybe they'll be cooler if they listen. That works. I was actually just going to say that any of your friends that don't hear about the show from you are going to know that you don't think they're cool. So oh, busted. That's not good. Yeah. You know what? For the, for the sake of world peace, just tell everybody. Yeah, please. tell everybody, and tell everybody they're cool, and kumbaya. And hug. Hug everyone. Hug it out, bro. That's the best way to do it. Just hug it out. Hug. Hug. Again, we do want to thank you for listening. Final hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And I direct Transformers Porn. <laughs> we'll catch you Don't next time. Don't let me get you down. Don't let me beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions. But you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall.